Hey everybody, it's LaDonna Marie, internationally multi-award winning author, speaker, and personal development life coach of LaDonna Marie Books, where my mission is to discover the champion in you through healing and changing a narrative in your life one book at a time. You can shop and find out more information at www.ladonnamarie.org and check out the shop page. Welcome to Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie, a Planting Positive Seeds podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie. I am so excited about tonight's guest. We're going to have Miss Tiffany Taylor on. I cannot wait to talk to her about, you know, different things that she does in her life and in her, her profession. And then always on Plenty Positive Seeds, the, in, you know, inspirational talks, we talk about, you know, overcoming obstacles and just things that are going on in our life so that I can bring the guests, uh, empowering and encouraging messages with the guests I have coming on. So first, I just want to start off by reading a little bit of her bio, and then I'm going to bring her in so that we can get the interview going. So Tiffany Taylor is a licensed clinical social worker who resides in McDowell, Georgia. She received her bachelor's degree from the University of Florida and a master's in social work from Clark Atlanta University. Tiffany has over 15 years of clinical experience in social work where her primary focus is mental health, medical, forensic, social work. Additionally, Tiffany is currently a behavior health officer in the United States Army Reserve. She was recently returned from a deployment in Southwest Asia, where her and her team were responsible for the mental and emotional well-being of over 7,000 soldiers. I am so grateful and so elated to have Ms. Tiffany on the show. Come on in, how are you doing tonight? I am wonderful. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. And we're I'm excited to have you because I always love like the listeners at, at Planet Positive Seas and here on Inspirational Talks, they come to hear about, you know, things that can help them with their lives. And being that you're in mental health, you're in a social worker, clinical social worker, and even helping, I get so excited when people talk about mental health because it's kind of like my background. Yeah. I about emotional and mental well-being because for my nonprofit I talk about emotional wellness and stability so I know that the listeners are going to enjoy everything that you're going to share with us on tonight but I wanted you first off to just tell me a little bit more about your career if I miss anything and you wanted to highlight it just tell me a little bit more about yourself and your career Okay. Um, let's see. Well, uh, I went to Clark Atlanta where I got my master's in social work. I started out in forensic social work, which a lot of people don't know a lot about, which I didn't know a lot about. To be honest, I really was just looking for a paid internship, <laughs> but it became my passion. It became my passion um, for a while. 
So I started out, well, back when I was going to school, they were just starting like the mental health courts and the drug courts in Fulton County. So I was able to be a part of that where they were using alternative sentencing. Um, and Fulton County, well, Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, right? Fulton County. Okay. They have a very big homeless um, population. So a lot yeah. of them were using the jail for shelter. So they would wow. kind of purposefully do things, you know, especially when it got cold or the weather. Um, so they were getting like a lot of misdemeanors, you know, theft by taking, trespassing and all that stuff because they wanted three meals and a, a roof over their head. So yeah. um, my job was to help um, advocate for them to have other services besides going to jail, whether it was drug rehab, mental health treatment, um, to help cut down the recidivism. So from there, I kind of worked myself up to uh, Superior Court where I worked on a couple of cases. Um, I was always part of the defense team. Um, where we, a few people, murders. <laughs> um, wow. But they usually had, our job was to do like a whole biopsychosocial and find out okay. had they went to went through any trauma yes. to help mitigate, not to give them any excuse of why they did what they did, right. but to say, you know, this person went through these things. And this yeah. is how their life may have got them to this point where they did this act. So that was interesting. And then I worked on two death penalty cases. Um, so that was exciting as well. And then I ventured off to the hospital where I got to work with kids who have been sexually abused or physical abuse. They come into the hospital. I'm the first person, you know, that they kind of make contact with to get everybody involved, call the police, call Children's Services, and do those forensic interviews. So that's how I started my career in social work. And then from there, I, I feel like I've probably done every <laughs> aspect of it. <laughs> I love social work. <laughs> yeah, and 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 my, my bachelor's, you know, is in social work and so, um, this is this is you know it's great. I know the the level of, of people that you get to see and, and helping them is your initial goal. Um, some of it is disheartening, but you do the best that you can because I know that was like why I wanted to be in social work um, and doing everything. But I truly understand the biopsychosocials because even as a therapist, when I lived in Georgia, we had to do those as well to you know mm -hmm. to look at the, the history. <laughs> Of, of their life and their, you know, lineage and th different things that were going on in their life. So I, I truly understand, but it looks like you, you're well-rounded with everything that you've been working in the aspect, even coming down to children. Um, that was one of the things for me in the beginning, um, you know, just sexual abuse and, and physical abuse for kids and different things like that. It really tugged at my heart. Um, and so I, I moved, yeah, I moved from social work to counseling, but then it's like, I still got it. Cause I had to, yeah. I had to do the counseling, you know what I'm saying? And then it was like longer treatment of just bringing them in to resource them out. But it was now you had to continue to do some type of case management and everything. So mm -hmm. Tiffany, this is, this is amazing. And then, like you said, you just wanted a paid internship, but you got a <laughs> lot of knowledge. You got a wealth of knowledge in everything that you've been doing 
um, in the mental health field. And so I'm, I know that they are glad to have you um, in your field because I know that everything that you do is needed. And like you said, just to be an advocate for those homeless population who were, you know, being resourceful, saying we're going to go stay in the jail, but you, you know, trying <laughs> to find another avenue, you mm-hmm. know, so that wouldn't have to be, you know, saying what they were thinking about. So thank you so much for your contribution to the mental thank health you. arena. Mm-hmm. Um, you're welcome. I wanted to also ask you, what inspired you to like to do what you're doing to be a social worker to i mean i see even sex therapists is in that lineup so what what inspired you to do everything in motivational speaking so what inspired you to do you know what you do so originally i got into social work my dad is a social worker and my dad is a veteran he's a navy veteran My dad works at the VA, at the vet center. Um, So he's a social worker. So I kind of feel like I'm following in his footsteps. I went a little different route, but you know, still. And then I am a survivor of sexual molestation. So I got into social work because I wanted to help, you know, young girls, people who had experienced that, which led me to where I am now and being a sex therapist. I know a lot of times, oftentimes when people have gone through some type of sexual trauma, they lose that connection with their bodies, their self-esteem. And so I just want to empower people because sex is an important part of life. Um, And my motto is that sex is important, but good sex is essential. There should be nobody walking around having bad sex. (laughs) You can work on it if you really want to. So... Um, and, and especially for survivors, just yeah. not only that it's just about sex, but connecting back with your body and taking back that ownership of yes. your body. Yes, and, and that's the most important part. I mean, and, and I get it because you you lose a part of who you are and having to rebuild that from something that was taken from you or, you know what I'm saying, or just some, the trauma of everything. And so I know it's important. I mean, it is important. But them, like you said, getting back in touch with themselves. And then, you know, you coming into this profession because of what happened to you, you know, that was a major and a big step. So kudos to you for being able to, you know what I'm saying, see the the bigger picture as you healed and went through your your uh, different experiences and um and moving forward i i tell often all of my guests because i want them to also know that you know planet positive seeds is a baby of mine because i attempted to commit suicide at the age of 14 and so all of my healing and encouraging and helping others with their emotional wellness and stability came from the lord helping me through my and so planting positive seeds is the aspect where we plant positive seeds in the lives of others. So any way um, that that I can bring a guest on that can help someone out there listening with what they're going through, or even if I, as I share, you know, parts of my suicide story um, on here and how I overcame those obstacles, I want them to know that they can. Um, so I, I, I love the fact that you know, you, you're using what you've been through to show others that, you know, it's possible for a great life. It's possible to unlearn what you've gone through and to learn new steps and, and make it the best steps. And so right. thank you so much for just sharing that with the audience. Cause I always, 
make sure I know I said on every show, but every every guest is different because I want you all to know I have a vested interest in 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 people as well because I I don't want anybody to ever feel like they want to end their life, and so that's what started this and also my books as an author and a motivational speaker. So I know um, everyone is grateful when they get a chance to come in and learn more because you really have to learn more to change old habits um i always ask about achievements and um highlights of of your career or of anything you want to share because we 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 are on this journey and it's not all about that but it's great to be recognized for the things that you do it's great to you know know that you're doing what God has placed you on the earth to do, and so I just want you to share with the listeners. Um, tell us about some highlights and some achievements that you 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 uh, you've, you've came into. Um, I would say probably the biggest highlight for me, I guess, most recently was my deployment. Again, walked into a situation that. I did not, I went there thinking we were not going to be that busy, like right. people in the military, the cultures, you don't really talk about mental health, you don't really seek out treatment, um, so I didn't really know what to expect, but the command team that we were under was very vocal about, they didn't want no suicides on their watch, so they were like, if you need it, go get it, and that, that really opened the door for us, so Basically, we had a little therapy office, except it was a trailer in the middle of the desert. And then we also um, went out to different uh, parts of Iraq and Jordan and all these different places to actually go visit soldiers who couldn't come back, you know, to the actual trailer (laughs) to actually do services. Um, So that was exciting. It was very fulfilling. And then at the end, we definitely got, I don't know, military culture. We got coins and we got awards for the services that we provided. So that was that was awesome for me. And then I would say from that, I decided, I had been in private practice before, but more of a group practice. Yeah. I had took a step, step I had took a step away from doing counseling because I was going through my own divorce. So I didn't feel like I needed to be counseling nobody. I was in therapy myself. I needed to take a break. So I took a break, then that happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I really miss doing this. I feel like I'm at a place I healed. Um, well, I feel like we're always on a journey of healing, right? Yes, um, yes. I feel like I had done enough work that I could pour into people again. So I decided when I come back, when I came back that I was gonna start my own business. So I started Soul Solutions Therapeutic Services in January, 2020. So to me, that's my biggest accomplishment right now is just having my own business, being a, a girl boss, a lady boss, <laughs> you know, getting out and being able to spread my message and being able to be me and be on these different platforms like this. Yes. And, and we we appreciate you, you know, saying being visible so that people can know about what you're doing. I just want to go back to, you know, like you said, going to Iraq and, and being over there to help the soldiers like in my eyes, that is major. That's so major. And, you know, we talked off offline. I, my ex-husband was in the military and I I would often 
just feel for the people. You know, I'm on the other side because this is my background. This is like mental mm-hmm. health and social work and counseling and, and, and everything and professional counseling. So I would feel, you know, for the soldiers. So that was like so innovative for you all to have a trailer there so that they could come and get the help that they need because I know so many times past, it was just unheard of, you know, of, right. of help or even somebody to say, I need help. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has the strong face and you keep moving, then things could be wrong. So I'm just like, like, oh my goodness, that was so great. And, and, and just being able to touch the people and know that they can and you all going out to meet the ones that could not come back. So I'm like cheering like, Yes, because yes. people people need it. And, you know, a smile mm. and just like a, a, a strong face can hide a multitude of things that people go through. Even when I was a teenager, I smiled every day and I was so depressed that if my mother would have taken me to a therapist at that time, you know, most black families did not believe in taking mm-hmm. children to therapists. So I probably felt like I would have been, you know, diagnosed with depression. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm so thankful that the Lord stepped in and helped me to understand who I was and my worth. But I'm all for therapy. That's the reason why I went and got the degrees because I believe yeah. you need both helps. And so I'm so excited for that, that innovative move. I pray that that happens more for other people. Y'all tell people about it. <laughs> so Absolutely. They, they can do it, but congratulations on starting your, your own private practice. That is amazing and it's wonderful. And like you said, being a boss to have your own, you know, <laughs> legacy and, 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 and continue to put your message out there so that people can come and find it. And you can help the people who are, you know, in the scope of, of, of meeting you, you know, that we have our own audience and we have people who in our in their lifetimes they have to meet that special counselor that special motivational speaker that person who aligns with their life and can help them walk their way you know saying back because like i believe fully in what you said about we're on always on a journey of healing um and, and renewing our minds and our hearts and so that's so great that you have started your business and I pray and, and and continue to wish you many, many blessings as you continue Thank to go you. on. So congratulations um, for, for that. You're so welcome. Um, I, I just, I love all of the social workers and counselors who come <laughs> on here. Y'all just give me so much hope and encouragement. <laughs> but I do, I do a part of, of, of that in my, um, in, in my nonprofit and planting positive seeds because I have conferences and retreats and summits for women and girls and okay. help them with their emotional stability and help them to rebuild you know their life and so I take the books and things that God has given me and then do it in that in that aspect and it's been amazing so ever since I stepped away from the whole counseling when I moved from Georgia to Mississippi um that's just God asked me to pick it back up and so planting positive seeds helps you know the disenfranchised women and, and young girls who need that uh, resiliency and who need that scope of how to restore when you've been through, you know, different areas of your life. And so I'm so glad that you're in the helping profession and that your company, Soul Solutions Therapeutic Services, is available. (laughs) 
So I want to ask you, um, I usually talk about, after we talk about achievements, you know, here at Playing a Positive Seeds, we help people overcome obstacles or we show them how we've managed to overcome our obstacles and some of the steps that we've taken. And so could you share with the audience a time, and it could be one time, something that you've overcame um, and you, you know, started back on your path to, to heal? Um, hmm. So two, when you were saying this, two two instances came up. So I am not the typical soldier. I'm a little seasoned in my age. I'm 43. I like to tell people my age. I sound You're like so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So I think I was I was in my late 30s when I started. Um, yes, I was an athlete, cheerleader, but you know, being in the military is totally different. So um, one of the things that we have to do is be physically fit and pass a PT test. And it was a struggle for me, like a very big struggle. I did what I needed to do. When I got ready to go on the deployment, we had to take a test, I failed. And it was so, so embarrassing. Um, what what happened is our command team does like a survey of all the, so it's anonymous. Mm-hmm. And they, people talk about whatever. And someone, at that time, that's when I had got promoted to captain, right before we left. Somebody wrote in there, how could you let, you know, someone get promoted in front of soldiers and they didn't pass their PT test? Ouch. <laughs> right? Ouch. And so that, that hit me, but it also motivated me. Um, yeah. Because I... For one, you know, being a black woman, being older, all of these things that I felt like was against me. So I, 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 I gathered a team because I feel like whenever you're trying to face an obstacle, you got you can't do it by yourself. Right, you right. Know, we got to have God on our side, but two, That's you right. got to have a team. You got to have a support system. Um, yeah. So I, I, I developed my team, got to running, and so one of my goals while I was over there was. I said, I want to fall in love with running because I did not like running. Yeah. And so one of my sergeants that was my behavioral health tech, he was like, you don't got to fall in love with it. You just got to have a relationship. (laughs) And I was like, touche, touche. So by the time I came back, I was running 5Ks, 10Ks, like, Um, so I would say that, that, that was definitely an obstacle. And then secondly, the biggest obstacle I feel like overall in my life was after the experiencing sexual, being sexually molested when I was 12. Yes. Is, you know, definitely being able to take all of that pain and the healing and being able to help other people in this way. Um, and then, you know, as I started out doing the, the forensic interviews, I was like, well, I don't know if that is what I could do because it was a lot having to relive people's stories over and over again in that way. Um, yeah. And counseling, for some reason, it doesn't affect me as much. Um, so I just feel so lucky to be able to help people partner with them on this journey of healing and restoring and restoration. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and those are, you know, great examples of how overcoming those obstacles, because like you said, not being able to run, 
and um, passed the PT test, it motivated you. First, it did, you know, like you said, it shocked you, but it motivated you to do what you needed to do. And then here you come out stronger, running marathons, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Doing what, what you needed to do and achieving and knowing, having that sense of, I can do this. You know, I, I can do this, I've achieved this. And so that is great. And, you know, thank you for sharing again um, about, you know, just the sexual molestation because in so many times, you know what I'm saying? I think, and I said this to someone the other day that when we, you know, we've gotten to a point when we heal from our story, sharing it uh, to help someone else, you know, come out of that or recognize that they too can come out of it is so important because people will be stuck. You know what I'm saying? They'll be stuck unless they hear your voice. Hear you, you show, you know, that you are triumphant, that you did have to do the work to help your, yourself come through. And being that it was at a young age, uh, you know what I'm saying? Now, as you, in your adult age, um, you know, you're, you're on the journey to, to, you know, healing and continuous to healing. And so thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I, I just want to say, you know, cause for me too, I, I share my story and, and, and the suicide is not the only thing that I've over, I've only ever overcame. I myself too, like I said, I'm, I'm a divorced uh, mom of two, uh, my two boys. And, you know, there's so many other things, but I know the first thing that I overcame when I overcame that suicide and that attempt and, and God gave me another chance at life, I knew that I could overcome, you know what I'm saying, like anything with him on my side. It wasn't that it wasn't ever going to hurt or I wasn't right. going to feel the sting of it, but I, I learned how not to just stay in that moment and, you know what I'm saying, and, and implementing new techniques and so that was like one of the reasons why I you know in, in early on wanted to become a therapist when I was younger because I wanted to be able to help people journey through that path and to help them on on that on their journey to healing and being their true self you know what I'm saying like making sure that you can represent the best version of who you are while you're on this earth and so thank you again for sharing that to all the listeners that are out there you know, we pray and hope that as you uh, continue to live and, and, and if you're going through anything um, to seek out help, um, we'll see if Miss Tiffany does, you know, different, give her information for, uh, for help. You want to get in contact with her, but I'm so enjoying, you know, saying this conversation. Um, I also wanted to ask you, you know, what are some things that you like to do, some fun things that you like to do? Um, <laughs> Because we, we have our jobs, you know, that's our primary focus. But what are some things that you do to relax and have fun and just, you know, take some time for Tiffany? I like to travel. <laughs> I'm actually going on a girl's trip next week. I mean, COVID has took a little a damper, but my most of my friends are therapists, ironically. Okay. And um, so we started last year. We're making this an annual trip now, um, a cabin trip. Yes. So we awesome. go to the mountains and we do nothing. We usually have some type of theme night that we do something. We cook, um, just veg out, do nothing. Listen, sounds like a wonderful <laughs> time because when Don't you care so much, yeah. right? Yeah. You just need a couple moments. But I am so 
like excited for y'all because I've always wanted to do a cabin trip. I think I've been trying to do cabin trips for like the last three years for my birthday. Really? And I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to go, you know, one of these days. I'm going yes, to, go. to go. I have to just take, take my boys because I know that they have like excursions and different things. Mm -hmm. But just to relax and keep kick your feet back and just, you know, be in a different scene. So that's something that I've always wanted to do. So you girls enjoy your trip. Yes. You need that self-care because you have to take some time to, to, to see about yourself and, and make sure that you're okay and finding your peace and, and coming back to like downtime. So I know that that's going to be amazing and it's always going to be good with laughter and good friends and just relaxing. So I want you to enjoy uh, yourself. Well, Tiffany, it's been amazing you know talking with you this is a time where I just want you to share any final thoughts that you have um, if you you know li list your links or tell people how they can get okay. in contact with you so um, if they would like to you know hear you speak or come yeah. get some therapy you know for their sexual experiences or anything <laughs> that they may need as far as helping them with their mental and emotional health then please let the listening audience know. So again, this is Tiffany Taylor, licensed clinical social worker. And I like to coin myself as a sensuality coach. And so I am having a workshop, um, actually October 29th, it's on a Friday. It's in Georgia, down in Stockbridge, but there is a virtual opportunity. So if you can't come in person and it is sensuality 101 where we're going to learn about your sensuality iq which is a phrase that i've kind of coined um we know about our love language but this is going to help you learn which one of your senses is your dominant senses and how to incorporate that in your intimate time so that's sensuality 101 october 29th you can register for it through one of my social medias, Facebook, I am Soul Solutions GA. And then Instagram is Soul Solutions underscore GA. Website is soulsolutionsga.com. <laughs> and um, that, that opportunity is $69 if you're coming in person. And then virtually it is $39. Then December, I'm going to be in California. I'm getting flewed out. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to California to be a part of, um, with some, I'm partnering with some phenomenal women and it's going to be a workshop in Oakland, California called the Girlfriend Check-In. Since, you know, COVID has happened, we have all been kind of going through it and struggling. So this is kind of sort of our, our spin on, I don't want to say it's like essence, but it's an opportunity for women to connect and check on your girls. Like we're going to talk about finances. We're going to talk about sexuality. We're going to talk about image. We're going to talk about mindfulness, spirituality, all of those things. So you can check in and all those different aspects of your life. So that is on December 4th in Oakland, California. There's no virtual opportunity, but if you want to take a girl's trip to Cali, you should do it October 4th. Um, that is also on my website. The flyers post. And then every Friday, well, just about every Friday, because I don't okay. think I'm going to do it this Friday. I do a um, Facebook Live and Instagram Live called Freaky Friday, where I give you tips on how to 
liven up your intimate life, sexual intimate life. Um, last week we talked about kissing and talked about 20 different kisses that you can experience. <laughs> so, awesome. yes, yeah, so that's, that's what I have going on. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, I always do um, girl manifest your dreams and that's like vision board type stuff. Okay. Well, this is all amazing, Tiffany. I'm going to make sure that I get connected on social media to be able to see all these wonderful um, resources that you have. And and listeners, be sure to go and uh, check out her website and follow her on Instagram so that you can stay connected to it has been like i said an amazing time i am so glad that i had an opportunity to to meet you to learn about your business and for you to help me to plant positive seeds in people's lives for all of those people out there who need that emotional um and and mental health and just knowing and even the the soldiers you know to be able to know that someone's out there that's available to help and of those who have, you know, had the, the sexual trauma that you're helping them to overcome those obstacles. I just want to again, you know, tilt my hat to you and say thank you so much for everything that you do. So everyone, I want you to be sure to follow the show every Monday at 6.30 Central every uh, and 7.30 Eastern here on Planet Positive Seeds. You can go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You can come over to Anchor and leave us a message if you want it to be aired in the show. Tonight, we've had the dynamic and phenomenal Tiffany Taylor. And so I want you all to be sure to check her out. Peace and blessings, everyone. Have a great night. I have gained so many valuable lessons from my experiences. In writing Things I Wish I Knew, Letters to My Little Sisters is a collection of heartfelt conversations with young girls and young adults all over the world, helping them to be prepared for things ahead. This has been another purpose-packed episode of Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie, a Planting Positive Seeds podcast. Please remember to like, share, and tell your friends about the podcast. Stay tuned for many more Inspirational Talks with LaDonna Marie.